0: Welcome to another episode of the
1: Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne.
2: What's up, Mad Bob? We have the Week 7 review. Did he just do
0: the intro with a thousand boogers in his nose? (laughs) What's up, Mad Bob?
1: What's up, Mad Bob?
2: This, this hey, isn't, this hey, isn't the type of intro I wanted. Y'all good?
1: Man. Man, it's
2: gonna be one yeah, of those we, episodes, huh? I think we got it out. We got it out. Gonna be one of those episodes, I'm gonna, and I guarantee you, somebody's gonna say something, and I'm gonna snap at them, and they're gonna be like, oh, "Why are you so upset? For what's your problem?" It's because they started it. Oh, now Gony's got to go back to nice guy mode. Glad you all got a glimpse. Uh, Man. Gentlemen, some things. Brees Hall out for the year. Sucks because yeah. he was doing it stellar.
1: Yeah, he looks phenomenal. James he Robinson
2: phenomenal. traded. Etn owners rejoice.
1: Crazy happenings. Crazy C- happenings.
2: CMC getting getting a little bit of a little bit of work in there. Uh, so I don't know. I liked what I saw. Whatever, however limited it was.
1: Yeah. Did you hear that he asked for the playbook on the plane ride to San Fran so yep. he can get on the field? Yep. That's the type of dude that you
2: want. the The anti Kyler Murray. Man, boys, that's I think he's going to be good.
1: Impression. Yeah, he's going to be gonna amazing. Be great with him. Shanahan is is a, is an awesome coach. At first, I was a little skeptical, but Shanahan has proven he's amazing he's a he's just a phenomenal coach and so now you have a talent like cmc he just needs to not get hurt
2: it's been dude those injury prone guys haven't been getting hurt saquon's still out there seven weeks through cmc's still out there seven weeks through yeah keenan allen uh yeah. wow. mike Evans. Eh, mike Evans still counts he had a suspension yeah
1: hammies are holding up for now yeah uh,
2: we're probably jinxing them, but thats I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah, Week 7 preview, just going with the uh, Wayne's winners, gonie's grabs, and the trash bags. Let y'all in on, uh, on the doings of Week 7. Uh, the slate of games was pretty boring, but it, it wasn't too boring. It didn't play out in such a boring way.
1: It oh, was, it was I still fun. feel like the majority, though, the majority of fantasy leagues um, were kind of low-scoring this week. Right, I mean, not for our team. Our championship caliber, um, going for back-to-back championship dubs team dropped 147 this week, so we didn't have that. But in other leagues, I'd seen that the scoring was pretty low.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're amazing, but
0: it's not that great of a team.
1: It's it's okay number one number one Eckler so and
0: Chase Eckler and Chase just hard carrying
1: Josh Allen Jalen Waddell Amon Ra Amon Ra was he a hard carry I mean it, it's a season it's a marathon not a sprint so I think he scored more points than almost any of your wide receivers I'm on Ra is that year? fair yeah is that fair facts
0: Hmm. I don't think he's outscored Sidarius Lamb this year, has he?
1: Or A.J. Brown?
0: Um, receiver 9 and 12? I don't know.
1: Maybe or factually?
0: Um, I think you may want to hit the old ledger. Get the old pin and pad out for this one. Fair enough. What am I hitting uh, the ledger for?
1: To see how many fantasy points I want Ross scored. Oh, I thought we were having a, a doink bet.
0: What is he this year? Wide receiver? What?
1: I mean, he missed the last two weeks. He's wide receiver sure. right now. Oh, okay, got it. Yes, hasn't scored more than a lot of my
0: receivers. Uh, Gony,
2: <laughs> Goni, let me let me cut him off here. Let me cut him Go off ahead. here. I, I absolutely have got two cannonballs between my legs right now, just a dangling, ready to come in, like a, suspended from a crane, just ready to just knock down the the, the skyscraper that is. Begley's
0: forehead. A couple of Miley Cyrus's down there, huh?
2: Yep. Doink bet made this week. Easiest doink bet I've ever made. Layup. Absolute layup. Drake London. Begley took Drake London to outscore George Pickens. I obviously took George Pickens. I couldn't take it fast enough. And after it was taken, Begley, I feel good about this one. I feel good. I feel great about this one. Because Begley Begley gets like a like a love for s- certain players, and then you can exploit it for all the doinks in the world. Drake London scoring a phenomenal one point nine points this week. Um, easy dub. He got outscored by almost anybody that touched turf yesterday. Um, of course, George Pickens, who you know scored over eighteen points. Uh, yeah, take it, man. The ledger's just really getting out of hand in my favor.
0: Yeah. I, I'll never make another doink on Drake London as long as as long as I'm doing this podcast. And it's not even Drake London's fault. That's that's the aggravating thing. It's not even his fault.
1: Begs your feet. You do the him. ball fifty times. Do you, Do you know how the current standings look right now?
0: I'm not interested. Uh, what's our first segment for this week?
1: I'm so interested. We I'm right to Wayne's winner. Oh, Wayne's interested. Uh, Wayne now is four and one. Um. Ooh, I'm in second at two and two. Oh, and Beggs is in last with a record similar to his fantasy teams. Two Ooh. and five. Ooh.
0: I'm making a lot of off the cuff doinks. And now I'm in a position where I have to keep making them to try to recover. It's a horrible spot to be in. It's it's the old degenerate hole that you've dug.
2: It now is. Now you're either going to just... dig that hole deeper or possibly get out, which it rarely
0: works that way. One more pull on the slot machine, I'll be a millionaire, I guarantee. <laughs> please, it. please join responsibly.
2: Go. All right, gentlemen, I'll start it off. Wayne's winners. Got seven of them things, so I'm not gonna am not gonna harp on them too long. Uh first one, uh, a new guy. We've got a couple new guys in here. Micole Hardman, twenty eight points, two rushes for twenty eight yards and two tutties. Two rushes for two tutties. Spicy, uh, four receptions for 32 yards and a tutty as well. Uh, a lot of people lost out. He was only started in 25% of leagues. I don't really blame you because you never know who's going to do the thing for the Chiefs, but Micole Hardman, two rushing touchdowns in that Debo roll to the tune of 28 points. Do either of you plan on starting Mecole next week? Because I know I don't. Nope, never. Yeah, that's one of those, I believe that's a flash in the pan. Next guy, we got my boy Aaron Jones, 28.6, eight carries for 23 yards, nine receptions for 53 yards and two touchdowns. That man is doing what I thought he was going to do, absolutely nothing on the ground and a whole lot of receiving work. Uh, He's been here before in in my winners. And just like before, it was off the back of a lot of receiving work and, of course, uh, finding pay dirt. And he's just a hey, – this is exactly what we thought Aaron Jones was going to be, just just essentially uh, another receiver for Aaron Rodgers, uh, a more dependable receiver for Aaron Rodgers. And with Devontae Adams gone, uh, he had to be depended on more.
1: Begs, weekly update on your feelings for A.J. Dillon. We're not allowed to cuss on this podcast, right? No. Family-oriented. family, family oriented.
0: I don't know that I'd pee on him if he was on fire.
1: Can I say that? Yep, that'll do. Okay.
0: That'll do. That's all it needs to be that said. That is honestly. your weekly
1: A.J. Dillon update brought to you by Beggs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Our next guy, he's a new one, but but mark my words, he'll be here again. Kenneth Walker, 28.8 points. 23 rushes for 168 yards. Efficiency. 23 rushes for 168 yards and two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker has been amazing in Rashad Penny's absence. Where, where do you all value him? Uh, if you had to pick running backs, and I'm talking about like from this week on, where do you all put him?
1: Like, do you uh, where would you rank him? You know. We did this a week or two ago when Rashad Penny got hurt, and I'm going to stick with it, man. I, I said he would be. I thought for rest of season he'd be a fringe RB one, high end RB two, fringe RB one, potentially 11, 12, maybe 10, something like that. So I'm gonna. I mean, after this, it it only gives you more hope.
0: I, I'm a little more bullish. I'm going to go top seven rest of season. The way Geno's throwing the ball, teams can't stack the box. At this point, do you take Kenneth Walker or Jonathan Taylor rest of season?
1: Uh, I mean, I'd have to see Jonathan how Taylor. I'd have to see what his uh, schedule looks like real quick. Wayne, go ahead.
2: I believe Kenneth Walker is the RB3 since he took over.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> he, he. I think he's top seven. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. I mean, outside of Eckler, probably CMC. I mean, who has more upside than Kenneth Walker, honestly?
2: Who who are the two people that have outscored Chubb. him since he's taken over for Rashad Penny?
0: Eckler. Austin Eckler. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Nick Chubb? Nope. Derrick Henry?
2: Nope. Sa-
0: no, not Saquon. Sa- not Saquon?
2: Josh Jacobs.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Jackson. Yep. I mean, to me, he's right there with Josh Jacobs for rest of season, right? I mean,
1: that's probably where he is. Actually, you know what? Going back on it now, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I forgot. Mad Mob, if you haven't seen it yet. Matt Ryan got benched today. Matt Ryan is benched. Sam Ellinger will be starting this week's game. Yikes. So take that for what you will. I think the entire offense gets a downgrade. Um. Yeah, it's painful. I mean, obviously, you're going to keep beating your head into the wall playing Jonathan Taylor, but I don't know what this does for him. He He's really the, it's, it's you from hate, him there.
0: It's
2: why you hate the number one pick. You live and die by him. That's a and lot. And you're dying by him this year, JT owners.
0: A little bit of foreshadowing on the uh, trash bags segment there, Gob. Thanks for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> I hate to our next surprise guy. any of our listeners.
2: Gentlemen, we've got two – We've got two receivers from the Bengals under my winners. We got Tyler Boyd, 29.5. a receptions for 155 yards and a touchdown.
1: Career high. Career high.
2: Career high. 29.5 out of Tyler Boyd, and that was one guy that you're kind of questioning. Uh, T. Higgins owners are like, Bro. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase on the other side of the ball scored 33 points, eight receptions for 130 yards and two touchdowns. They're slinging it in Cincy.
1: And it's only going to get better. Well, it might not get better, but I think it's going to continue. Uh, I know Joe Burrow had a pretty, I'll, I'll just call it bad. He had a pretty bad start to the season by, you know, what everyone was looking at. But his next game's coming up. He's got Cleveland and Carolina. Then he's got the bye, and then he's got three beautiful matchups in Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and KC. I look for him and the receivers to absolutely dominate those games.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Cincinnati's looking like a fantasy owner's paradise. After that, uh, we've talked on both of these guys. Austin Eckler, we've seen him here multiple times. He's just, he's eating this year. He's he's doing exactly what we thought he was going to do. 35.7 points this week. Nine rushes for 31 yards and a touchdown. 12 receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Had a fumble as well. Had a fumble and scored 35.7. 12 receptions.
0: Sheesh.
1: PPR machine. 22 catches, 28 targets in the last two weeks from a running back. That's just phenomenal. It's something you don't see. And he is widening the gap right now. He is the RB1 by 32 points right now. Can you guys guess who number two is currently? It's got to be Saquon. It is Saquon. He's up by 32.1 points on Saquon Barkley, the number two running back. That, at this point in the season, is phenomenal definitely and it just oh.
2: goes to show you i feel like aaron jones if he keeps getting the work he's going to move up there receiving backs are king
1: bbr
0: indeed they are
2: our last guy the last winner blew through it like i said josh jacobs dominated this week 36.5 points 20 rushes for 143 yards and not one. Not two. Three tutties. Three tutties, three receptions for twelve yards. Three tutties, yeah, he, We got we got two different players in, in my winners this week that got three touchdowns. Offense is a boom in this week,
1: gentlemen. For some, for some, that's for sure. Josh Jacobs carried me in DFS, without a doubt. He was phenomenal. Him. Joe Burrow. Great play. And um, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, that's right. Absolutely carrying. So it was a good time. It was definitely a good time. Yeah, that's
2: it for me, gentlemen. Wayne's winners. Put it in the books.
1: All right. Well, uh, go look at some Gonies grabs. Got them in here. We've we've got a few this week. As you know, we're in mid-season form right now, so the waivers are pretty bare. We're looking for stashes. We're looking for guys who might have any kind of value. Um, and it's kind of crazy that this news broke as I was kind of thinking about what I was going to put on here today. Michael Carter was the first one that I had on the list. and That kind of just got blown out of the water because James Robinson is now a New York Jet he is taking. He's probably going to take the Brees Brees Hall roll. Is that what you guys think, or do you think this will be a time share? I, I don't really know. We don't know until we see it. You know. If I had to guess, I'd say he's taking. He's
2: taking the line share. I say sixty forty. Sixty forty.
1: It'll probably be eased in, so I wouldn't really put too much stock into you know what happens in this next game coming up. Either way, I'd probably go ahead and still pick up Michael Carter. He's available in 34% of leagues right now. As we said, Brees Hall's out for the season with an, a- with an ACL. Um, the Jets are a pretty run heavy team, and they've been running with some success. Um, you know, he's got a tough schedule coming up in the next six games. He's got the Patriots twice, he's got the Bills twice, Chicago and Minnesota. But when the fantasy playoffs roll around, you have Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. So. He could be worth a stash. I would put him on there. I wouldn't spend a lot of fab, or I wouldn't burn a number one waiver priority by any means on him. Um, but I would I would try and get him and just see what comes of it and kind of go from there. Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Go out, get him. Just, I mean, there, there are other guys as well that you might be able to find. You'll probably be able to find them on your waiver wire. Some people were a little more proactive and tried to grab one of them or both before the CMC trade, just in, in anticipation. Um, personally, I would have Deonta Foreman as the priority of the two. Uh, and I say that because he led the team in rushing attempts and yardage this week. He was great. Um, I think that he gets at least 15 carries a game going forward. Don't know if he'll have the, the same success. Chuba punched in a touchdown, so he had a decent fantasy day as well. Uh, they have the Falcons next week, which is a pretty good matchup. So that might be a plug and play if you're at a pinch. And right now, it looks like it's going to be a timeshare in the post CMC world.
2: How do you feel about Chuba though? Considering that he he was able to get the role with the CMC injury <coughs> last year and did nothing with it. Are you higher? Uh, are you like? Uh, would you rather people go and get Deonta Foreman? Like put put a lot more where Where do you value the people in this backfield
1: foreman uh, as I said, foreman to me is the priority. He got more carries. I think he'll get more carries going forward they They saw what they got what they had in chuba last year, like you said. they didn't have foreman on the team last year. I believe he was a titan, and he came over in free agency um so yeah i i'm I' drop probably i don't know twelve percent. So $12, bucks, i would probably drop 12 bucks, 15 That's maybe fair. tops if you're hurting for a running back. Nothing super crazy. But, you know, a starter is a starter, especially if you get a 1A in a timeshare. You guys, how do you feel? I agree. Agree. Okay. Uh, Gus Edwards, available in 57% of leagues. Check your waiver wire. He He might be out there. He might be out there. Personally, I would have had him and just kept him on IR. I did that for a good part of the season. Um, He came back from his injury. He got 16 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Kenyon Drake, who was, you know, the hot commodity last week, going off for 119, I think it was, he only had five yards on 11 carries. So... Didn't know if Gus Edwards was going to kind of be eased back into it. He already got more carries than than Kenyon Drake did, and he performed well. It's a run-heavy team. He's not going to be, you know, the bell cow. It's going to be a timeshare, but right now Edwards is looking like the 1A. Mm-hmm. couple stashes. couple stashes. If you have a spot, these are guys that I would be looking for on the waiver wire. I've got two more for the running backs. I'd be looking for them. I don't know if anything's gonna come of it, but it's just a guy you stash and you hope for that the opportunity comes along. Kyron Williams for the Rams. Absolute stash guy. The Rams haven't opened up his 21 day practice window from the IR yet, but Sean McVeigh is saying that they are gonna start discussing the matter. So there's gonna be some movement on it soon. They have to either put him on the, you know. Put him into practice or he will go back onto IR for the rest of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. In the preseason, he was talked about having a bigger than expected role, anyways, and possibly jumping Cam Akers on the depth chart. Well, now Cam Akers is being talked about being traded, stepping away from football. You have all these kind of crazy things going on. And uh, Daryl Henderson just hasn't really been effective. He hasn't been very effective or very good this year. The whole offense hasn't. I think that when Kyron Williams gets back, if he can carve out a role for himself, put some efficiency in there, put some work, I think he's he's got an opportunity to take some good carries, take some good carries. So he's a guy I would stash and just hope something comes along from him. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh and actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say the last one. I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's it's eliminated because of the James Robinson trade. I was going to say Ty Johnson for the Jets, and that's only because he was going to take the number two role. But get rid of that guy. He's garbage. <laughs> Keep him on the waivers. Wide receivers. Marquise Goodwin for Seattle. He went four for 67 and two touchdowns. Uh, don't know if you saw in the game, but DK got carted off with a knee injury. Don't know how long it's going to be. Pete Carroll said, luckily, it's the x-rays, MRIs, whatever they do. Um, didn't look bad. He doesn't need surgery, but we don't know how long he's going to be out for. So he will be, Marquise Goodwin will be the next man up in this offense behind Lockett. And with Geno slinging it, um, there's value there. There's There's potential. Chase Claypool, another guy that you might think is taken everywhere. He's available in 39% of leagues right now. Check your waivers. He went five for 41 in the past game, but he saw eight targets. Uh, He's gotten an uptick in targets in the past two weeks, and he kind of seems more involved in the passing game. Um, But honestly, I really like him going forward because his name has been floating around in the trade rumors so that's just a guy where i'd scoop him up and see what happens leading up to the trade deadline if this man lands on the chiefs or the packers his value goes up and you have a potential league winning stud on your hand for the back half of the season tyler boyd available in 35 percent of league still Uh, as wayne mentioned he had a career game eight 155 and one on nine targets uh, the Bengals are opening up the offense. Uh, look at Boyd as a favorable matchup flex play in the upcoming weeks. Mentioned a little bit of the schedule. Cleveland twice, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, KC. Check him out. Uh, Miko Hardman might be, you know, a name that will come up on other podcasts. Don't do it. Just absolutely don't do it. Don't grab him. I'm sure you saw the points he put up. It was 28, but he had two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. The man only got four targets. It's it's a flash in the pan game. Um, just don't do it. I just wanted to steer you away on that one. And then the last one, I was going to say, it, it was going to be Paris Campbell. Uh, I was going to go back to the well on that one because he's seen 23 targets in the last two games. But as we said, Matt Ryan just got benched. And so with Ellinger being named the starter, you just have no idea what's going to happen. So... I don't know, man. I have no idea on that one. Tight ends, and my last Goni's grab of the week, uh, K-Dodden. Again, he's still available in 86%. Uh, he put up 10, 10 points this week, and, it, I mean, you could definitely do worse at the tight end position. He's he's actually done pretty well.
2: 10 points in a very low-scoring, terrible Buccaneers
1: offense. Yep. And that's all I got. Top into the trash bags. All right, gentlemen.
0: Um, as usual, we'll start out with a couple of more of the
1: quick hitters.
0: Talk about the Chargers' run defense. Gave up 168 to Kenneth Walker. Three hundred, sorry, not three hundred, two hundred total on the game. Three of the last four backs against the Chargers have put up a hundred burgers, with only the Let's Ride Broncos saving them from making it four in a row. Chargers can't stop a nosebleed right now. They get Atlanta. They get the Niners, they get the Chiefs, Cardinals, and Raiders in the next five. I mean, outside of maybe the Chiefs, I mean, we know Atlanta loves running halfback dives, no matter the score. Shanahan's Niners, Cardinals run the ball more than any team in the league, and the Raiders?
1: CMC is going to destroy them, and Josh Jacobs is as well. I mean... It's pretty we pathetic, might, you know. We might it's see like, a 200-yard game.
0: If it's going to happen, it's going to happen against the Chargers this year.
1: That's what I'm saying. We might see one of the – and during that stretch, we might see a 200-yard game. It's weird
2: because they went out and got Khalil Mack too, so you're like, okay, defense is going to be okay. They're not. Seahawks scored, what, 37 on them this past week?
0: Yeah. Oogly. Um. So the next quick hitter, let's talk injuries. You know, look, in the era of modern medicine, right, I mean, uh, can we get some super steroids to get these guys to keep their tendons in check, make them stronger? I mean, I mean they, it has
1: steroids in it.
0: You know, like, look, right, make marijuana legal, Roger Goodell. Make it legal. Let these guys recover on their bodies, right? I mean, the Nazis gave their soldiers super drugs to march 30 miles in the snow you're telling me 100 years later we haven't come up with something to just prevent injuries in the NFL? I mean, I, I you know, injuries ruin a fantasy season. It sucks for these guys in their careers. It takes money out of their pockets. Injuries just suck. They have a permanent place in the trash bags. I get it. These guys are bigger, faster, stronger. They're going to get hurt more, I guess. Can't do something to help them out, Wayne?
2: Uh, I wish there was like a rule – where they can use PEDs while recovering from an
0: injury. Man, DeAndre Hopkins aged negatively after he took PEDs. Why would you, I would give me the six-game suspension all day, every day.
1: Will Fuller was about to complete his first full season he's ever had since Pee Wee football because he took PEDs. PEDs?
0: Absolutely, man. Like, let these guys get juice. Give them the deer antler spray. All of them. Like, subsidize it. Slap the NFL logo on it. Let these guys take whatever they want. Are you kidding I, me, NFL? I,
2: I really do think it should be it should be used in the recovery process. And I know you're like, well, some players don't want to do that. That's fine. Then then take a year off if you got to.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, nobody wants to come to the game where all the star players are. hurt. It's like the NBA, right? It's the same problem. All, all the good players are getting hurt. Nobody wants to come see the backups. Nobody yeah, cares. no one pays for
1: that. No did you see? That. Did
0: you look at the Denver, uh, the the stands in Denver this week with Brett riping under center?
1: They're probably empty.
0: They were empty, boys. Nobody tailgated that. <laughs> they let's rode their way on home after work that day and stayed there. Awful. Number three, last quick hitter. Let's talk about Mark Andrews, but but not just Mark Andrews. We're going to talk about just the game. Mark Andrews had point four fantasy points. I mean, huh? Like, well, Lamar had nine completions. Huh? It, it looked like a classic Army-Navy game where everybody was running triple option on the other side of the ball. You knew it was going to be a ground game. It was, it was you know, I, I, I get that, but it was good weather in Baltimore. The, the game set the NFL back three decades. I mean, I, we had, Wayne, we had 30 completed forward passes in this game.
2: He looked like uh, he looked like Justin Fields out there.
1: Oh no. Lamar is one nine, nine, nine for sixteen.
2: Nine
0: for sixteen, Donnie.
1: I don't I don't know what to say. I Andrews personally lost me this week. I need I need seventeen. I need seventeen points out of Nick Morrow. Which, if you're not familiar, it's an IDP league. 17 points out of a linebacker from the Bears, which is unheard of for IDP. I need a touchdown. I need the greatest game of his life to win because Mark Andrews scored nothing.
0: Nothing. You know, I looked up the numbers. The Browns are an average defense against tight ends, right? I really wanted to stick it in in this episode. They're awful against – they're decent against tight ends. Nine completions, like like that's all we could do to scheme open our best player. Division like game. How, how does it happen? Like how does this happen? They how, won how too. Does the best I'm, player.
2: The Ravens uh, won too.
0: I know they won with their best player getting point four fantasy points and throwing the forward pass sixteen times. Don't understand it. Speaking of forward passing, let's talk about the old nemesis. The old Hatfield and McCoy's of the trash bag segment. Let's talk about Arthur Smith. You son of a gun. you He threw <laughs> the ball 13 times this week. 13 times. One of those was a 75-yard Demir Bird Hail Mary. Okay? If you take that out, they threw the ball 12 times. 12 times. Good math. 50 yards. They're running the wildcat offense out there at this point. It looks like Ronnie Brown under center out there. Arthur (laughs) Smith, you were losing, bro. You were losing by three scores. The Bengals hit you with a one-two in the uppercut, bro. Like, you were down on the mat. The ref was counting, and you said, you know what, boys? Let's stick to what got us here. We're going to run a halfback dive every play from this point forward, and maybe we'll break one. You didn't. You got your tail whooped out there. Ask Madden would call a better game than Arthur <laughs> Smith at this point. Does he even look at the scoreboard going? He's losing the game. And he I, I don't understand it. Nobody on this team's fantasy relevant. Nobody on this team is real-life relevant. They all could be cut tomorrow, replaced with an XFL roster, and nobody would care.
2: Is Kyle Pitts one of the biggest disappointments of the year?
1: Yes. Yes, a million times. Yes, absolutely. Kyle Pitts has got to be one of the. Yeah, it's like probably him. Jonathan Taylor has got to be one, right? Of course. Um, there's a handful, but Kyle Pitts for sure is one. He's up there. He's up there, if not the biggest. Well, what is he supposed to do
0: when you're you have uh, twelve passing attempts? Well
2: it's it's not do? a reflection on Kyle Pitts at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not Yeah, it's not his fault. He's not getting thrown the ball even when they throw fifteen times or twenty times or any times for that matter. They just refuse to throw it to him. It
0: it defies logic, right? We knew this game was going to be a blowout. I I put all my eggs in the Drake London basket for the last time in the history of this show because I thought, well, if they're down three scores, they may have to throw the ball to kind of claw their way back in the game. They don't. They don't have to do any of that.
2: Why Why would you throw the ball when you have one of the best running backs that have ever graced Turf and Tyler Alligator?
1: Right. Plus, Beggs, since you made that declaration just now, it's what I'm going to call the Paris Campbell effect. In about three or four weeks, Uh, Drake London's going to have a 12-target game and a 13-target game, and he's going to put up 100 yards and score a touchdown in, like, each of them. And then you're going to be back on the Drake London train, and then you're going to wish that you fell off again. It's what happens. I refuse to get back on the Paris Campbell train, even though he's crushed it the last two weeks, because he's going to hurt me again. That's all. Uh, I'll I'll
2: I'll be there to boost you up onto the train, and I'll also be there a couple stops down ready to pull you off.
0: No, no, see, see. There's a difference. Paris Campbell doesn't have Arthur Smith calling the shots.
1: There's no chance. Yeah, but he's no Matt Ryan throwing the football to him. And
0: he doesn't but even have that anymore. It, listen, Frank Reich will at least throw the ball. Arthur Smith thinks thinks the game should, should last about 20 minutes, and it should be just running your, your halfback up your center's butthole the entire game and hoping for three yards.
1: Trying to oh. recreate the butt fumble with the running back. Shame. Shame on
0: him. This next one, it gives me a little bit of joy. Well, we're going to go to Tampa. We're going to go to the Bay. We're going to talk about this Tampa Bay offense, Wayne. You know, last week, Tommy Brady was on the episode. Now, I'm a Michigan fan. Tommy's my guy. I said he was going down the Brett Favre path. He's one nasty text away from being Brett Favre.
2: Can I, can we, we don't have to do this. You're a <laughs> Michigan guy, so you love Tom Brady. Goni is a Pats fan; he loves Tom Brady. Tom Brady brought brought a Super Bowl to Tampa. We don't have to do this.
0: Wayne's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, wait, whoa! This I doesn't mean, have to happen. It has to happen. It has to, right? I mean, you look at the offense he threw the ball fifty times for two hundred ninety yards. Everybody and their brother. Let's talk about Tommy Brady.
1: How many touchdowns have? F-
0: Huh? How many touchdowns did he have? He had zero. Oh, man. Everybody in the brother talking about Tommy Brady coming back with the fire of a thousand Targaryen dragons this week. Everybody's betting high on Tommy Brady. Well, we all got fleeced. We're all suckers. We got the flaccid Nathan Peterman version of Tom Brady. Giselle has taken the light out of his eyes. He's dead inside. She's taking the money out of his wallet and the talent out of his arm. She's a living monster right now. Tampa Bay is cheeks. Wayne, your season's over with. You're cooked. You're done. Your defense is tired. They're gassed. They need super steroids at the Nazi's hat. (laughs) They're going to stay on the field one more minute. Your receiving core is trash. Your offensive line, trash.
1: Did you see Mike Evans drop that Easy, trash. bomb, walk-in touchdown. He's trash. Man, his hammy's going to pop like next week.
0: Tom Brady put, put sugar in his gas tank after that. Absolutely. Wayne, that Tampa Bay offense, it's trash.
1: Is it in the trash bags?
0: It's all the way in the trash bags. Oh, man. It's trash, Wayne. I don't know how you watch it.
1: How do you score three points against the Carolina Panthers?
0: Against a team that doesn't want to, they don't want to win.
1: They against a team that's win. led by an XFL quarterback. Against a team that doesn't have Christian McCaffrey or any other weapons.
0: I mean, let's just let's just say talent. Go. Let's just say they don't have any talent.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Against that team. Are y'all
2: good? Like, are you? Are you good? <laughs> like, are you? Are you? Are you both? Okay? We're just doing.
1: We're doing a segment here, man.
0: Tommy Brady. You're still my guy. You're the goat.
2: Do I, better. Bo- both of them are both of them are attacking me like I showed up at their house and backhanded their children.
1: Nah, it wasn't wasn't anything against you, man. Alright. We're gonna it was, wrap it up. It was
2: personal. That was personal from both of you.
0: We're gonna wrap it up. We're, we're the last piece of the trash bags. You know, we we all belong we all have a small Uh, Foot dipped into the trash bags on this But we're going to talk about Veteran quarterbacks Who were traded this year Let's start start with Matt Ryan I thought he'd be a decent quarterback I thought in a super flex league If he was your QB2 You'd be fine You'd be great You're wrong He's benched As Goni said He's benched He's Dunford and Sons Matt Ryan will not see Another piece of grass this year until an injury happens, Vegas set the over/under at this at this Titans-Colts line at forty-one and a half. Get in the trash bags, Vegas. You weren't close.
1: You bet on Matt <laughs> Ryan and you got burned, like all of us. I don't think I've ever heard that. I told Vegas to get in the trash bags. Vegas is aliens, man. Vegas. They set Vegas set
0: the over/under for Denver's wins at nine and a half as of August thirtieth. Get in the trash bags, Vegas. You were wrong. Russell Wilson's trash. He's dog water. These teams are paying big money to get below-average quarterbacks behind center. They look terrible. Russell Wilson looks corny as ever, just with a lot less talent. Jameis Wilson, Winston, not Wilson, went to New Orleans, compressed his C6. He can't walk anymore. He's on crutches and in a wheelchair half the time. Carson Wentz came out hot like a bottle rocket, smashed his pinky digit into a Bears helmet in the game of the century. He's done. Mitch Trubisky. He's going to be a special assistant to the special teams coach in the XFL next week. I mean, these big-name splashings, none of them panned out, boys. It's a whole bunch of hot, flaming dog turds out there on the field. We need talent at the quarterback position.
1: Yeah, everyone, everyone probably thought they were pulling a Rams of last year, bringing in a veteran quarterback, and this is going to be the savior of the franchise. And it just really hasn't worked out. I mean
0: don't get me wrong. You probably take Matt Ryan over a Tommy Brady this year.
1: Nah, I don't think I would.
0: I mean you probably take a Jameis over a Tommy Brady this year.
1: Uh for fantasy or for by, real life? By your time. least by your I know tongue. Tom Brady I know Tom Brady at least has the ability to win games in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan has proven he cannot. Jameis Winston's just never even in it. Call me crazy. But Matt Ryan's won as many games
0: as Tommy Brady, and I'm pretty sure two of the three were comeback victories. Give me Matt yeah, Ryan over year. Tommy Brady. How about how about that one time? Listen, what needs to happen is Kyle Trask needs to get in. He needs to get in there, right, Wayne? Give old Trask a shot. Will Will you? Uh,
2: okay. There is not a coach that exists on this earth that is going to tell Tom Brady to have a seat on the bench. Ain't nobody well, doing that. The second he does I'm that, what? Tom Brady ain't gonna have a seat on the bench. He's gonna go ahead and pull an Antonio Brown, take his shirt off, wave it around the air, and call it a
1: career. And you, make sure you, he breaks. There, he's they, gonna break you, every tablet on his way out on both sidelines.
2: I, I, there's there's a lot of things that I there's a few things I, I live by. I don't evade taxes. I, I don't keep up with our Kardashians, and I would never bench Tom Brady.
0: Good 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 keys living a healthy life. I mean look, that's the problem with Tampa. That's why you're throwing and four. There's nobody's got any stones down there on the sidelines. I mean Tommy Brady's he's he's cursing out the offensive line every play. Hey, is it their fault? He got sacked once against Carolina. Pressures. He doesn't take sacks. He Pressures. gets rid of that thing. So that, well, Look, man, it's a lot of ugly quarterback play, and I'm tired of watching it from guys that 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 the NFL is telling me they're superstars, Super Bowl appearances, this and that. These guys suck. They're old and they're terrible, and I'm tired of watching it. And that's all i got to say.
2: Good, right. dude. It was nothing but a personal attack on me for the last
1: five minutes and, of your segment.
0: And Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith. I, I yeah.
1: Arthur Smith is Beggs' mortal enemy.
0: Man, you know, he cost me a couple doinks, a couple Drake London doinks. Uh, I'm not too happy about that. Man. Uh, just,
2: just take responsibility for making stupid doinks. You knew who was calling the plays.
1: Well, you know, you're right. You're right. Begs, Beggs, who has more catches this week, Drake London or the Atlanta Falcons ball boy?
0: i would probably take the ball away at this point, Gojober.
1: Fair enough. I just wanted to set the line and see what Well, there's only
0: were. 5 incompletions. We I mean, don't the ball 13 times.
1: But that's a not a very good percentage.
0: No. It's not. 8 completions. Him and Lamar combined for 17. Huh? This is football. I mean, is the league going back to that? Like is it is it all about the ground game? Like, are we tired of seeing high scoring games and points on the board? I mean, Wayne, what do you want to see? Do you want to see the old Packers sweep come back? The old Lombardi Ice Bowl. Let's bring the, let's bring fullbacks back into the game. Is I that what you want to see?
2: The the Pro Football Hall of Fame Instagram shared a picture of like just like an old game like looked like it was back in the 60s maybe 70s of bears packers and like the mud and snow and the caption was the way football was meant to be watched and if you look at the scoreboard in the back it's like in the end of the third quarter and it's three nothing (laughs) and everybody in the comments are like nobody wants to
0: watch a three nothing game
1: (laughs) no one ever no one ever
0: uh, this might be a better. I know we're I know we're wrapping down here, but this might be a better intro. So stop me if it is. But I I read a convincing article one time that said slap the leather helmets back on these guys and you'll see less head injuries because people won't lead you know into tackles with their helmets. They won't lower their head as ball carriers anymore. The, there's That'd a lot less head
2: injuries in uh, rugby.
0: That's. I mean, he's he's not wrong, don't he? You're shaking your head, but he's he's right. I mean.
1: Bart Star, Bart Starr didn't know what was like where he was. Man, he he, <laughs> he wore the leather helmets and and my man got just. It's not good for you. It's not good for your health. I'm mean, a junior state. Granted, I
0: wore a lid.
2: You know, a, a people have died playing football back in the day. B, you know that there's just some. Some dudes, like we've seen it as strength coaches that just go up to somebody with a helmet on and butt their bare head against it. You know there's some psychopaths playing football that don't care if there's a helmet on them. They're going to go ahead and just try and go skull to skull. May the may the hardest head win.
0: I mean, Vontaze Perfect definitely would skull bash somebody, right? It, yeah,
2: yeah, leather helmets, somebody's dying.
1: I, I would have liked to see like in their prime if we had like a Brought back a celebrity death match, Vontez Burfict versus Lawrence Taylor in a head-to-head skull-bashing competition.
2: That's the dude. only way they could win. They they like they had their they were in a straitjacket. They were both fighting in a straight jacket.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I was thinking like the arm wrestling tournaments where you have to hold like the two like sticks out in front of you and you just ram your head into each other.
2: You you stick them you stick them in a phone booth in straight jackets.
0: Just let the last person standing wins. Yeah, somebody's nose is getting bit off. One hundred percent. All right, man. Sorry to derail it.
2: That's fine. That's fine. If there was ever a time I wanted to derail, it was that time. Mad Mob, we'll see you Thursday. Uh, There might be some changes. Might be some changes uh, coming to the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast as far as the content goes. Um we're in discussions with uh, our producers and our sponsors on how to how to handle content going forward. We're just trying to we're a podcast for the people for be trying to do what the people want. Stay tuned. Might be changes.
0: I'm excited. Boys. Changes for MVP.
2: Yes. Okay, uh, yes. Not Buccaneers for MVP. Tom Brady turning around a franchise mid-season. Wow. To Super Bowl contenders. Oh, for his second Super Bowl in three years in Tampa.
0: It'll never happen. Go Bucks. Body.
2: Cowboys suck. For MVP.